Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. Mark Flalo, Montreal, Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Our next guest is the VP of Communications and Corporate Development at a company that we are, are very big fans of. And that company is Belkin. Jen Wei, thank you so much for joining us again. It's been too long. We haven't had you on the show. Much too long. I'm very happy to be here, Mark. Jen, um. Uh, we're talking about something interesting today because it's not about any particular announcements or, I mean, we, we could talk about the industry probably for hours at a time, but we get a lot of questions and a lot of people are using this word sustainability. And um, it's something that I, I think has become a little bit of a, of a buzzword, but I think that people don't necessarily know what, what that actually means in the context of a, of a company in, you know, in 2023. And I did my research. This is how I do my research today. Okay. I opened chat GPT <laughs> and I said, okay, you're the reliable source of everything. I said, define what sustainability is. And this is what I got. Okay. Sustainability is a complex concept with several meanings. Thanks. Uh, but in as broad a sense, it refers to the ability to maintain or sustain something over the long term. There are three main pillars of sustainability, often related, referred to environmental, economic, and social. Obviously, the blending of the three of these are what makes a company, quote unquote, sustainable. But I, I don't think even a definition like this does it justice in the context of the way we talk about it today, because it's not about, you know, throwing my garbage and then making sure I recycle it. It's there's so much more that goes into it. So this is why I wanted to have a conversation with you, because Belkin. I mean, you sustainability is a big part of what you were doing. It's something that you've got. I think it was at the beginning of COVID, I believe, that there was a big announcement about sustainability. Am I getting my time right? I think you. Yeah, that sounds about right. We've been at it for much, much longer than that. But I think I know the announcement you're thinking. So, I mean, when I say sustainability in context to Belkin and to what you do every day, what does it mean? Yeah, what a big question. That's a, that's a massive question. And And did you know that we actually did a consumer insight study a couple of years ago, uh, around 2020, and another meaning of sustainability popped up to us, which was durability, like how long, how long something can last. So it really depends on who you talk to. Uh, there's so many different definitions of sustainability. For us at Belkin, as a global organization, sustainability to us is going to cover things like carbon neutrality, greenhouse emissions, um, how we manage our supply chain, logistics, um, and then all the way down to the materials that we use in our packaging and product as well. And of course, we want to be here for the long run, right? We've been around for 40 years now, which is, I can't really think of another accessories company off the top of my head that has been around for that long. So longevity here in the economical and life, lifetime sense for us um, is relevant as well. Now you mentioned a, a lot, a lot there in in that short period of time, and and 
you know, I mean, from the ground up, obviously packaging, it's the materials that you use, making sure that those materials are sustainable and recyclable so they can be, when they're thrown out, they can be reused for something. Um, you know, greenhouse gases and just transport, shipping, like obviously more efficient packaging means that you get more on a pallet, which means that you're you're saving gas and you're actually doing a big job at making sure the, the environment is looked after. Where do you even start when you go down this path? How do you even do you look at the coal company as a whole and say, OK, let's start breaking this down in different departments and figure out what can we do to make things better and more efficient without, of course, affecting the product and, and the consumer experience, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great question, because you're right. It is a huge issue to tackle um, for us at Falcon. We started off almost 15 years ago and we started looking at our facilities and the sustainability of our um, our office spaces, our um, you know, are we going to have solar panels on top of every building? Can we become LEED certified? Which means, are we effectively using gray water to water our landscaping? Are we using the right kind of lighting in our facilities that is the most energy efficient? Um, are there are there uh, carbon credits that we can purchase to offset? our energy consumption. Um, so we looked at, at a very kind of basic level at our green, the greenhouse gas emissions of our facilities and um, transportation. So I don't know how deep you want to get into the environmental science of it all, but there are three scopes when it comes to greenhouse gas emissions, scope one, two, and three. Scope one and two really measure things like um, how much greenhouse is your headquarters emitting. Um, you know, our company vehicles emitting a lot of greenhouse gases as well. Um, how efficiently are you transporting your, your products? Um, scope three then is looking more at a product level. Like what kind of materials are you using in your wall chargers? What kind of plastic is going into the packaging? Things like that. So for the past 15 years, we've been doing a really good job at tackling scope one and two. And in fact, we're on our way to becoming carbon neutral in scope one and two emissions by 2025, something we've been working on in the background for a very, very long time. No one really sees it. We don't really talk about it much, but it's not something you can just do overnight. You really have to dedicate resources, time, money, teams to, to get this kind of job done. Now, now we are looking at scope three, and that is looking at sustainability on a product level. So what we're doing now is taking a look at plastic usage in both of our packaging and our products and seeing where we can reduce that. How how do you hold yourselves accountable or hold you know third-party companies accountable that you work with? Because obviously you don't necessarily control all of the supply chain in terms of delivery, like, you know, if you're fulfilling with Amazon, for example, Amazon stores product and and they use their own delivery services and and they have their own requirements and needs. Can you hold third parties accountable like that? Or can you at least try to try to hopefully instill some kind of responsibility to third parties or or how do you even look? How do you even how do you measure that yourselves? How do you hold yourselves accountable for it? Oh, man. Um <laughs> you got to start somewhere. If you think about the whole problem of 
climate change and sustainability as a whole, it feels so overwhelming, you may not even get started. So you just have to get started. And you have to do it, you know, as a, as a global company, you have to do whatever you can. So for us, we hope that our actions will inspire other companies to do the same, just as some other companies have inspired us to do better, right? There are companies out there that, that we feel are, are really gold standard when it comes to sustainability practices, very transparent and honest um, about their journey, um, not trying to hide or greenwash you know, what they're doing. And so we've really taken that approach. We're going to do the best that we can in this moment, but we realize that we're on a lifelong journey to figure out a more responsible way to build our products. Do we have it figured out? No, but we are certainly doing our best right now and we'll continue to do so. In terms of holding third parties responsible, um, we do have some standards and surveys and questions that we ask them to make sure that they are as responsible as we feel um, deserve our business. Um, and we're continuing to deepen those kind of applications of that. But it's a work in progress. It's always this is going to be, as you said, lifelong is probably an underestimate uh, in terms of of how long we're going to be working on this. And we all have we all all have our own you know, responsibility and accountability, I think, to you know, contributing to this. And, and speaking from the consumer side of things, um, I think there's, you know, there's different types of consumers, there's consumers that don't pay attention to it at all. And then there are consumers that are hyper focused and really will only buy from companies who would meet certain standards, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what what is your response? Have you seen a response from consumers acknowledging what you guys are doing? Have Are you getting any feedback of that kind? I love this question so much. I, I love this question because you're right. I, I actually believe that everyone does care. They just don't know how to care. <laughs> I think yeah. it's too overwhelming. They don't know. They're like, does that mean I have, it is. I have to change everything about my lifestyle? You know, and, it, and it's hard, right? So when we made the decision... Uh, two years ago, to start transitioning our products away from virgin plastics and to mostly post-consumer recycled plastics, it was a it was a big, challenging decision to make. Right, because it's expensive. It is hard to find the right vendors. Um, it's hard to vet the right vendors. You know, test the materials. Um, make sure that post-consumer recycled plastics are still going to deliver the same premium high quality that Belkin consumers are used to, um, you know, when using recycled plastics versus virgin plastics. It was a big challenge. It took us a, a long time to get to where we are today, which is using 75% post-consumer recycled plastics in our top selling products. The reason why we did it this way is the resulting product does not look any different from the virg from its virgin plastics counterpart. We want to take the guesswork and the decision making out of the consumer's hands. We don't even want them to have to make a decision. We don't want them to decide if they should pay more or less. We just want to start transitioning our virgin plastic products out of the market and transitioning our recycled plastics products products into the market. So consumers don't even have to think about it. Um, it's too early to tell if there is any kind of response because we have just started to roll out um, our post-consumer recycled plastics into the market. Um, but so far, you know, we made the announcement the beginning of this year. The reception has been amazing. 
you know, I think media folks like yourself have been really receptive and welcoming to it. Um, and and I, I would like to think it's because we've been really, really honest and transparent about our journey. We're not trying to say we're saving the world or, you know, we're, we're being very science-based, data-based, fact-checked about what we're doing. How important is that transparency, you know, being being really just brutally honest with with your consumer base? And I guess everybody who just pays attention to what you're doing, obviously, you know, leading by example is is an incredible feat in itself because it doesn't really force people to to kind of follow suit, but at least encourages them. Um, and that transparency, I think, really does help. Like, put, you, you didn't have to put out an announcement about it. You could have just done it. But I think that it's important that you did because – no one else is going to tell your story the way you're going to tell your story. Yeah. Thank you. We, we like to be good storytellers, but I think sharing that data and putting out what we're doing exactly um, is important to us because it keeps us accountable. So we can go back and take a look at, okay, we wanted to save this many car- uh, metric tons of carbon emissions. Did we hit that goal? No, let's do better guys. Right. We we wanted to hit 75 percent post consumer recycled plastics. Great. Can we get to 100 percent, guys? OK, let's go back to the drawing table and see if we can hit 100 percent post consumer recycled plastics without compromising any quality or design or safety or anything like that. Can we do that? I mean, our guys are currently and continually working day in and day out on solving these kinds of problems, right? Because we are constantly trying to do better and better and better. When, when using sustainable materials and, and, and taking that approach and creating new products, does it change the way in which you design a product in any way, shape or form? Or is it something that's just kind of just no longer an afterthought? It's just, okay, we're designing something new. Now let's Let's while we're designing this, figure out the best materials to use to make sure that we keep things going in the path that we want it to go in. That's a really interesting question because, um, and I would love to have you here at some point at Global Headquarters because we've got it's incredible. We have a industrial design lab space that's right next to quality assurance that sits next to electrical engineering that sits next to packaging engineering that that is next to the 3D printer, that's next to the wood shop lab. Everything is done here from product concept to initial industrial design to mechanical engineering, testing out these designs to creating a prototype in our wood shop or with the 3D printer immediately to quality testing, compliance testing, it all happens here. So, does it impact the design? Absolutely. Everything impacts how we design our products, you know, whether it's uh, sustainable materials, whether it's a change in consumer behavior, um, whether it's a transition of some kind of innovative technology, it all impacts how we think about how we design our products. I get a lot of, you know, we, we interact with our, our you know listeners all the time. Um, and it's funny. I get a question every once in a while about why why should I care about sustainability? How would you answer that person? Because obviously there's the obvious, you know, you should care because, you know, your kids are going to be on this planet for longer than you're going to be on this planet. So you should you should care about that. But how do you how would you answer that question? You know, I just asked myself this question <laughs> yesterday. 
<laughs> it's good to care. It's it's just good to care about the planet that we live on. And yes, my first my first thought is, do you have kids? Because if you have kids, it's impossible not to care. You want them to have a clean lake to swim in. You want them to go to the beach and not step on a bunch of trash. You want to go on a hike with them and, you know, not see filth everywhere. Um, but not even for your kids, for yourself, right? You want healthy air to breathe and, you know, beautiful places to visit. I think, why should we care? Maybe get outside is what I would say. To, I would say to the people that are asking this question, get outside and, and look at the beauty of this natural world. And then it becomes a little bit harder not to care because you want to preserve that. Well, you know, I, I applaud the uh, continued efforts. It's so nice to hear the stories. Um, and, you know, whenever we have you guys on and whenever we talk about the products, we talk about obviously the sustainability element of it and and. I think it's important for people to realize that it doesn't affect the the quality of the products that we use on a daily basis. You don't even, it's not like, Oh, this is this, this widget is sustainable. I'm a, you know, it, it's going to work differently. It's not, it's not a paper straw versus a plastic straw here. You know, it's not going to wilt after five minutes and well, it depends on the brand. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I'm, I'm, I'm saying in, in terms of Belkin, you know, when you're yeah. looking at the products that you're putting out, it's not like the quality of one is going to be different than the quality of other. It's just that the mindset has shifted and I'm doing my part as a consumer by making sure I'm buying the sustainable one because I'm helping you guys and I'm acknowledging what you're doing just by making that purchase. So just by buying that, you know, item versus something else is playing my part. And I think that's how I I answer consumers sometimes. I love that. I mean, just just to even provide more color it, it took us two years of research and development to get our products made with post-consumer recycled plastics to the same quality, design, aesthetic, safety, everything as our virgin plastics counterpart. So you know blood, sweat, and tears went into this product that you're purchasing from Belkin. So I, I appreciate that sentiment. Jen, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Always fun to have you on. Obviously, uh, people can go to Belkin.com to, to, to see everything that you guys are doing. We'll continue to have you back on the show and, and talk about all this fun stuff. And of course, new products as they're announced. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Mark. Thank you so much for having me on. That's a wrap for this week. Thanks for listening on behalf of Mitchell Whitfield and myself and our guests this week. You've been listening to Your Tech Report. We'll talk to you next week here on SiriusXM. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. 
This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.